is Rich, and welcome to an all-new episode of RLU This Week. Joining me tonight is... It's Adam, the Urban Spidey. Uh, it's Andy's baby. What's up? And Andre, Silver and Darkness. And hey, oh, Mr. Biggie. And on tonight's episode, we're going to talk a little what's worth watching as well as a little bit of news. So let's go ahead and start with Adam's favorite topic, The Bad Batch. This episode of The Bad Batch, uh, it's slowed down a little. Uh, it was big plot for the past couple and then it just it didn't hit a it didn't just hit the brakes but it, it slowed down a little bit but it was really really cool to see the bad batch in action without omega uh because usually they have to like protect omega and everything's like oh shit it's we got pronounced it. omega oh right omega um but it, it was just so cool to see them uh take down Republic ATTE walkers like or technically not Republic anymore Imperial um, but it was it was just a fun episode and there was a nice little uh, nod to one of the best Clone Wars uh, story arcs ever did they already um, let go of Cad Bane as he had done deal I I feel like he might be back, but that's not a hundred percent certain. That's just me thinking he might show up because it Omega Omega is still wanted uh, by bounty hunters. Is this does this take place with like anybody will know outside? Like, will we get Ezra Miller or um... Ezra Miller? Oh, that's a flash. No, the 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 dude from <laughs> Rebel. No, that is Ezra Miller. No, the dude from uh, the 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 dude from um Ezra. Ezra. Ezra from Rebels. Rebels. There you go. Are they in the same? I family? hope not because I hate. I fucking hate Ezra. Uh, but no, this is years. This is years before uh, Rebels takes place. This is at the very start of the Empire. It, it, so will we get a, a Darth Vader? There's a chance. I I I don't think so, but there's always a chance of Darth Vader showing up. But I I, I kind of hope that they don't have Darth Vader because once you introduce Darth Vader into the show, it's like, why would he? It, it, they most likely won't have him again. And it's one of the complaints I have with Rebels is they bring Darth Vader in and then you never see him again. Is the show about like missions? Is it like is it episodic in, in the in that case where it's like a mission a week? For a couple episodes, yeah. But there's an overlong uh, overarching story. Yeah, there's an overarching story. Mm. About it it's kind of like um The Mandalorian in a sense, except okay. instead of just The Mandalorian and the child or Grogu, uh it's five five dads and one daughter so it's kind of like the mandalorian except nobody cares about it is what you're saying it's, it's like that meme with all the black dudes and the white girl on the couch oh, no that's pretty much what it is it. omega is like 11 years old in alien years oh <laughs> no in human years oh <laughs> well actually in in human years 
actually, I don't know. She might not have the accelerated growth, but if she does have the accelerated growth, she's only like two years old. So, I mean, she's a clone. Yes. Yeah. That's the first female clone then. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Well, and I don't know about first. Clone. It's yeah. No, it's it's the first. Mm, we'll see. Uh oh. Sounds like the serious nerd has some something to say. There's just, there's there's some shit for um floating around that not only was she not the only one, she wasn't the first. Who is it? Yaddle? Yaddle. Ho ass Yaddle. Who else is a female in the Star Wars universe? I don't know. It's Gina Carano. Oh, nice. I like that thick ass motherfucker. Any anything else? <laughs> Anybody else watching fucking b- bad batches? No, nah, I think I'm like five episodes behind now, dude. <clears throat> All right, let's move away from Bad Batch and go into what else we've been watching. Most recently, I've watched The Forever Purge and The Tomorrow War. So which one do we want to get into? Let's go to The Forever Purge. I, I think you're the only one in this cast that's seen it. So The Forever Purge is obviously the sequel to, what was the last Purge? Let Freedom Ring or some shit like that. Basically, the purge sirens go off. Every, all of our main characters survive the night, and then they try to go back to their regular lives the next morning and find out that there's a fucking white supremacist group that has decided that the purge is going to last until all of America is ethnically cleansed. And you get your typical fucking black garb with red armbands, a la Nazis and neo-Nazis. And our main characters are fucking two, a Mexican couple that sneak across the border and then decide to lead normal, productive American lives. So Adrian. And uh, so Adrian is going about his day-to-day as a fucking cowboy. Oh, I haven't seen the movie yet. Adrian's going about his day-to-day as a cowboy on the ranch. He says you in it. You don't got to watch it. <laughs> oh now nah, okay I get it. working for this rich white family obviously, obviously. and <laughs> it starts off with you're thinking that he's going to be in opposition to the white son because he embarrasses him at the very beginning of the movie i pull out my dick and it's bigger than his right so he's embarrassed i mean there is a cock involved oh there you go you can't you can't tap your belly button adrian you just admitted that oh now watch it <laughs> there's a wild Bronco that they're trying to fucking tame and Adrian grabs its shaft and sort of massages he massages its balls until it calms down and then lays down for him. These white supremacists break out, they kill half the fucking family and then it becomes an adventure to see who can get to Mexico because Mexico is the safe haven. But uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it. It's uh, your typical fucking purge movie. It wasn't as good as the first purge but that the movie titled the first purge but it was definitely definitely belongs in the category like the purge movies are every everyone that i've watched has been a good addition including the tv show oh i forgot about the usa tv show yeah and i hope they keep i hope they keep going with the purge cinematic universe because it's uh it's definitely enjoyable where did you see it in the theaters yeah. How much you think it did in the in the box office? What did it look like in your theater? Was it full? Um, I went to a, they call it a Cinnabar. 
it's a movie theater that serves like food and drinks and stuff uh, and those are always full no matter what fucking movie it is yeah. because people just go there to have dinner yeah. but uh, get hand jobs in the seat it was it was decently packed it was it wasn't full it wasn't empty though it was it was decent this weekend it was boss baby and it was f9 second week who do you think took the box office f9 had to take it had to be f9 f9 took the box office what, what do you think forever purge did on fourth of july weekend right uh, 65 million no that's way too much let's say let's go with 35 million about 40 yeah why don't you be like two? All right, all right. Fifteen. Fifteen. No, 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 no. Fifteen meaning fifteen dollars. <laughs> Andre's ticket. Just Andre's ticket. Not even his girls. Just hit. <laughs> all right, all right. What do you think, Dario? Anything? I don't. I wouldn't even know like a, a good answer. I, I have to be low. I don't think it, a lot of people went to go see that. Would 15 million surprise you guys? Oh, shit. It, what, it doesn't. Wow, I was right on the dot. It's a holiday weekend. That's what's crazy. And uh, we went to go see, instead of The Forever Purge, we went to go see Boss Baby Part 2, which is definitely worth watching if you have kids. Oh, my God. You would, dude. That's why, that's why your family hates you, Rich. Because <laughs> <laughs> you took them to see The Boss Baby. Yeah, we loved The Boss. My, my, my son was... That dude was laughing hysterically. Where you know when you're in a theater and somebody remember Cape Fear when Robert De Niro be laughing all shit all inappropriately. I can't think of another movie that he was laughing and having such a great time with. See, he actually sat down and paid attention to that shit. The entire movie, we were tripped out by it. He loved it. He fucking loved it, and it was it had a good story and, and a little bit of a um, moral at the end of that family tale. And um, you know, I'm glad we watched it. I really wanted to see the forever purge without my kids but you know it was nice to see him smiling and happy for at least an hour and a half all right so that's the forever purge and a little bit of the boss baby what would you give uh forever purge in really goods andre i give it seven and a half really really good oh that's that's strong yeah it was it, it's a good movie i enjoyed the characters i enjoyed the plot twist i it was less predictable than I expected it to be. Even though like the the big, oh my God, it's gonna happen, happened. Like I predicted that from the beginning, but it, was a, it wasn't something that had impact on the story. It was more of a, ha, that's funny, you fucking racist. Uh, I ended up watching that Amazon Prime movie with Chris Pratt, uh, the, Tomorrow, the Tomorrow War. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't even know nothing about this movie until like a week and a half ago when I saw uh, the, the poster for it. I had no idea this dude was making a movie for like Amazon or anything in general. Uh, but I ended up watching it yesterday. And I got to admit, man, it was it was pretty good. Uh, in the beginning, I was getting like that. Uh, what, what's the movie we were talking about? The one with uh, Tom Cruise, right? Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Oh. They changed the name. You're right. Andre, they changed it to Live Diver P. It was it was Edge of Tomorrow, then they changed it to Live Diver P. That's how it went. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty good. I I dug it. I know um, Andre had told us that the last uh, you know, forty minutes or so of it was like kind of meh. I was I was trying to piece it together like where it was, but I didn't really. I think it was all right. Like 
all around. I didn't feel like it like dragged off. Maybe it was that whole uh, father daughter thing that could have like maybe slowed it down a bit. But other than that, no, nah, it was it was pretty cool. I, I took it as a Edge of Tomorrow slash Terminator type of movie. I was good with all the like, oh, blah, 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 plot twists. It's my daughter thing. I thought that the movie could have ended after he synthesized the cure and all that shit. I didn't think we needed the whole trip to Russia part because that felt, it felt tacked on. It felt like they had finished the movie and then was like, yeah, we came in under budget. Y'all want to do, it felt like Chris Pratt didn't get his time in the sun. And so they, he wanted a hero scene and they just tacked that on at the end of the movie because it, it really wasn't necessary. Like you have the cure or you have the, the viral toxin and mass produce that shit and then fucking give us a fucking end roll where it's like, like they do in fucking black athlete movies they play some fucking spiritual gospel song in the back and they go through all the characters one by one and freeze frame on them and show what they're doing in 10 years or show what they went on to be. Like you could have just done that for me and spared me the extra 45 minutes in the snow with fucking uh, J.K. Simmons and uh, Chris Pratt having their heart to heart soldier of fortune moment. I'm, I'm with you. I think that uh, the movie was three quarters. Of that movie was really entertaining. Uh, it falls apart towards the end because of the, the additional adventure. It probably was every Chris Pratt, JK Simmons, and the dude that plays Gator. Um, what's that dude's name? Looking him up. Sam Richardson. Uh, we're probably at craft services at the table and they, Hey, you want to shoot some real quick? <laughs> it, it really is tacked on. It doesn't, it doesn't need it. Um, unless they're trying to set something else up, which judging by the news, there is at least reports that there is a potential sequel in the works. What? Yo, I really wish there's two things Hollywood needs to stop doing. They need to stop making fucking sequels that don't need to be made. And they need to stop remaking good movies. If the movie was good originally, don't remake it because you can't do better. Remake bad movies. Remake the shitty movies that nobody wanted to see in the first place and give those another go with fucking better CGI and better writing. I don't want to see a Tomorrow War 2. What is it? The Day After Tomorrow War? (laughs) Yeah. How how would that work? Like, supposedly he, he fixed everything and, you know. And the fucking, the time portal is broken. And so even if because they establish in the movie that you can jump between two points in time, but those two points are constantly moving along the flow of time. So even if they fucking discover a way to jump back to the point in time, the earth is already overrun by these fucking things. Uh, So Chris McKay um, is talking about an alien centric sequel for the future. He's also aiming for it to go towards Amazon Prime Again, this initially was supposed to be released in theaters, but then COVID hit. So I wonder how this would have done in the theaters. I don't think this would have done well in theaters because you would have you would have paid money to see this and you would have had to sit through. And when I first looked at it, I was like, yeah, I sat down and I was like, I'm in the mood to watch something. And I looked at the runtime and that shit said two plus hours. And I was like, 
I don't think I have two hours in me, but fuck it. Let me just turn it on. And if I fall asleep, whatever, it's on Amazon Prime. I can watch it again. If I would have had to pay money for this and I would have seen that runtime, I'd have been like, yeah, no, I'm not giving two hours to, to this when they probably put all the good scenes in the fucking advertisement. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have paid fucking $16 to waste two hours on this movie. I watched it uh, after you you guys were talking about in the chat, and that's what really convinced me to turn it on. It was like middle of the night when myself and my wife watched it, and um, there was a moment I turned her, and I'm, I'm just telling her, the only reason I like this is because of Chris Pratt. It, it's because of that dude's charisma and his likability that I'm staying with this, because it, it's really intriguing, the idea that there's this future war that the future... Um, residents are coming back in time to ask their fathers and their mothers and their grandparents to come in and help them survive to just survive we, we we need you because we don't have numbers anymore in the future to come and fight this war for us I, that's an intriguing concept um what what does it look like going from the, you know the past or our present time but their past and going into the future blind as to what you're about to experience, what you're about to face off with. Ten, there was a ton of tension, but it was all attached to Chris Pratt for us, or for me specifically. Um, the, the idea of the alien, where it came from, uh, I love what that ultimately became, what, what that answer was. I think Adrian, if you wanna sit down and, with Rosie and the kids to watch uh, Amazon Prime's the, the Tomorrow War, I think you guys will get a lot out of it because it does deal with a, a lot of the alien shit you and I geek out about. Um, I, I think it's something that we quite haven't really seen in the on the screen before. I don't think it would have lasted in the theater for, I, I, I can tell you right now, I, I probably wouldn't have seen it in the theater at all, even though it has time traveling elements in it. Uh, the last quarter of that movie though, it, it fails with this, this um, tacked on as andre put it. It, it it was a fucking hero moment it was fucking it was a dead father and son fucking fighting back to back airing out their fucking veteran grievances and being able to fight on the same battlefield and establish a bond like it was it was unnecessary and it felt unnecessary like it didn't feel organic I mean but if they to be fair if they didn't put that piece in where um chris pratt and jk simmons make amends and fix their relationships, their, their respective issues that they have with each other. Um, it, it, that would have been like, why even have JK Simmons in this? Cause he was so much a cameo. If you left out that last quarter, uh, that last um, quarter of the- you know. I, I get that, but then they could have completely, they could have, no, cause it still would have established why Chris Pratt is so dead set on being a father which is the same reason you harp so much on importance of being a father and the same reason I harp so much on being a father because our fathers were not part of the picture and we have nothing but contempt and disgust for them. And to even be mentioned in the same light as our fathers is, is supremely disrespectful. So if you establish that his father's a piece of shit at the beginning and he abandoned them for whatever fucking reason he, he chooses to justify like, oh, I left because if I would have stayed, it would have been worse. Shut the fuck up. That's bullshit. And it established that, okay, this is why 
Chris Pratt is so good of a father. This is why he's leaving effectively and why it's so painful for him to leave, knowing that he's leaving his wife and child and he could potentially not return, but he knows he has to leave because he's the only one with the skill set suited to possibly survive this. Because if I don't go, my wife goes. Yeah. And I can't be a single dad, number one. And my wife is absolutely not gonna fucking make it back. I, I just, oh God, just that concept of drafting. So, oh, fuck it. I, Which I definitely wanted to ask each of you mother, yeah. well, all the fathers here. Adrian, you haven't seen it, but uh, you can answer the question too. So Dario, your kids are mid-teens. Uh, Rich, your kids, you got one preteen and one toddler. And Adrian, all your kids are late teens, almost adults. Right? Grown-ass men with hair on their chest. Uh, adults at this point. Well, no, Xavier's 19, not 22 later. Perfect. That's perfect. So Adrian, a fucking draft comes. They select you. If you choose not to go, they take either your wife or Oof. they put you in prison, one. And two, they take either Rosie or they take your uh, eligible dependents, which means Rosie and Xavier. Your 19-year-old boy, your boy, your, your Marvel buddy, they're taking him and they're sending him 30 years in the future to fight a fucking war because you were too cowardly to go by yourself. Are you going or are you letting one of them take the fall? I would definitely go. One, to get away from my family. That's like <laughs> priority, right? And of course, to see the future. And remember, there's only a 30% chance that yeah. only 30% of people that go come back. Yeah, it's so wild. Like you, you go, it's a death sentence if you go. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah, you're not, it's, I don't know. You know what? But your family gets a million dollar tip. If you die. Uh, what is if it? You die. A million dollar tax, this is tax thing. free benefit? If you die. Yeah. I, it's funny, Rosie and I, all, we've always had conversations like this. What if, you know, the world gets so fucked up when they start drafting people again? Um, and they, you know, our kids, you know, our kids are big kids and shit. You know, they pretty probably be the first to fucking go. Um, and you know it's um yeah my older son he he always had an interest in, in you know when he was younger especially joining the military you know i was always against it there's a huge difference in volunteering and being drafted volunteering you get to like pick what you want to do and you get to choose orders most of the time you get drafted you're going exactly where the fuck they need you which is basically the front line yeah so we've had these these kind of discussions before son and then of course you know we you know shit even when a movie like a kids a disney movie like milan gets brought up where the the father you know has to join the ranks again when there's a big war and if you're not especially if you don't have a, a son um i would gladly step in and and fight you know so i, I would be i would do something i wouldn't want my kids to do 100 percent, because i wouldn't want them to see what what war is that's something I don't want, you know, and, you know, I, I think I took on all the bad shit, you know, in our family's life where, where they won't have to uh, see it. So I'd do it again. You know, I would want that, those kind of memories not burn in, in, into their fucking brain. That's just so something I would have to live with if I do. Exactly, son. I'm going to motherfuckers arms I took and shit by making fast turns. Um, no, it's just, it, it's just something I think a father just, it's in, it's in our blood to do, son, you know? And someone like on on the other 
hand, like, well, did we take Adam? You know, I'm not taking a dig at you or Adam, but even if Adam's dad was wanted to go, I would, I think, I believe in all my heart that Adam would fucking step up and say, I'm not going to let my dad go. There's no, I have no way. faith in that. I have no faith. I, I, you know what? I seen these guys together, dude. We, yeah. you know, we, we, we spent time with them. I think Adam will fucking not, he, he's a Mulan. And I'm not saying that cause he's Asian, yes. but he's actually Mulan. He would, you know, step in his father's he's like shoes. He's himself like a geisha. <laughs> yes. And he will step into his father's shoes. I'm going to absolutely give Adam benefit of the doubt. He's taken, he's taken his dad's draft notice. I'm, I'm, I'm Mulan, but shaped like, oh, oh fuck. What was the, the Danny DeVito? But yeah, shaped like Danny DeVito too. Adam's going to be like Danny DeVito hiding in couches and shit. That's what he's going <laughs> to <laughs> If it went beyond that, you know, I think uh, Dario and I are the only ones that had some kind of father figure in our life. Oh. Besides Adam. Yeah. Dario don't have a father figure. He photoshopped that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least his isn't an unlockable character. He said, Daddy, I'm going to show you the world. And that was, <laughs> he took his visa picture and he put that shit in front of the Golden Gate, in front of the pyramids, in front of the yeah. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> his dad, dad has me showing people like, yeah, look, I was in New York City. I went to, I, I went to Paris. I was in Russia. I got Look at me. That's me in front of the Kremlin. <laughs> See that, Yo, that's you something, in the same outfit. That's something I think I would do for my stepdad too. I would fucking jump in his shoes. Like, there's no way I'm letting you motherfuckers in. I'd go in his stead. Uh, and I don't think my kids would try to do that and be like, all right, well, good. Fortunately Peace. for Adam's dad, the legal draft age is between 13 and 13 and 36. In unless there's dire circumstances, and then the draft age gets pushed up to 45. Which I think everybody that got drafted in this movie had to be over 40. No, no, no. The people that were drafted, this was cool. This was a cool element of the movie. Everybody that was drafted, they was gonna die anyways. They so Chris Chris Pratt was gonna die in seven years our time. And so that's why his name Wait, how do we know that? Because they know the future. Because they, they, they're from the future. But how do you know they're not telling you that just to get you to join? Okay. Because okay. it because you know of me? the time paradox. If you they had to take people that were going to die. That makes fucking sense. So that they wouldn't meet their future selves. Dude, they got time traveling down then, huh? Sounds like. Oh, don't so don't start giving them too many credits, motherfucker. Yeah, stop cuz we were going to we were going to fucking get rich on this yeah. later. We were going to fucking dra get drawn into it eventually. So let's just get over the let's just go through the fucking kudos of the movie before we let rich go off on his fucking tangent because we still got to cover loki today it's so great that the idea that that whole um thought experiment of what would you do what would you do if the future is doomed it is going to be ended in 50 years we don't have a choice in the matter we can only attempt to fight and the way that time moves is, is it's it's uh, it's like a river as it's explained it's a river our time and the future are running in the same direction. So somebody coming from the future, coming to the past, that time is still ticking. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Bill and Ted. That's one of the reasons Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is such a great time travel movie because the way they talk mm -hmm. about time travel, it, it's, it's constantly in motion. When they send people back to the future, one thing that they're keeping from them is what are you going to see? Who are you and what are you gonna be fighting that's why the draft is so scary because it is a complete unknown to the draftees 
And, and that thought experiment of what would you do if this, if this was presented in front of you, Chris Pratt, his wife, and even his first reaction is kind of like, we should probably run. But then he starts thinking it through, just like uh, Andre put that question to everybody. Um, if they catch you, you're in jail, and they, they're taking your, your wife and any eligible children, offspring that you have. So you fucking everybody, or you just man up and commit yourself to death because you ain't coming back most likely. Mm. The, the way that they handle uh, the aliens and the way that they handle the future, all of this stuff is hitting, man. All of it's hitting. The way they deal with time travel, I'm hoping that in the sequel, because they're talking about potentially uh, speaking on the aliens, explaining the aliens, if we fixed you know, spoiler alert, if we fix the future and we can't get back to it to see what it looks like because the future no longer exists to go back to, that's why we can't get there, Andre, because that, even though it all broke down, it doesn't exist anymore because they fixed it. So you can't get to somewhere if there was no need for the time travel to create that tether. Got it. But also, if we fucking fix that future, and it no longer exists, why the fuck do we need a sequel? Because those aliens, spoiler alert. Hold on, because Adrian hasn't watched it. I think he's going to fucking dig what the answer is to the aliens. I'm already reading. Uh, I know about the aliens, but I don't know. There's something beyond that? Do you know where they come from? No. Right, don't don't look that up. because that's, that's Yeah, like... I'm watching this shit right after we fucking hang up, dude. Okay, okay. But, but okay, so you know. So for the ones that know, there's no reason for the aliens to fucking be here beyond the, 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 the future we've already erased. I'll go one better, all right? You wanna ask, where is Gamora? I'm gonna ask, why is Gamora? If oh. we have no reason to go back in time because we killed the aliens before they became a problem, right? Then, we couldn't have killed the aliens before they became a problem. If we got rid of the problem, if you go back and kill Hitler, there's oh. no, no motivation to want to go back in time to kill Hitler, unless you dealing with multiverses, which is how they can bring in the, uh, the aliens. If we dealt with time travel in the, in the first movie, maybe we're dealing with multiverse travel in the second movie. It changes everything. Fucking alien holds a grudge. Because they fucking, because Chris Pratt fucking stabbed him with his own claw or her with her own claw. Why are they even here? What, what do they want from us? Did, was this a mistake? Well, you know, who know all of those answers being, uh, all those questions being answered are really intriguing. And how do we know that what they, they're obviously much more advanced, but they don't quite behave as advanced beings, do they? They seem like it on one of the lines. I mean, yeah, they're, there's they're as intelligent as xenomorphs basically can a xenomorph just, can a xenomorph uh pilot a spacecraft they weren't right no right but they also the aliens here weren't piloting spacecraft that we know of right yeah i mean there's there, the point is there's something beyond them the the alien the 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 present threat of aliens that we faced that we had to find a, a synthesized toxin for were not intelligent enough to synthesize to, to pilot 
anything. They were, they were uh, the first wave. They were an ant colony, basically. They were as intelligent as an ant colony. We might be picking it apart and potentially shitting on it, but Adrian, this is a really good movie until until we go to Russia. Like, it's a fucking amazing movie until the last 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean... And then it's just a... Eh, that's, that's, that's also being very biased because some people want that happy connection, happy end to the to the tale, you know, especially if there's not a, a 100% in stone sequel. And when you're dealing with a species that could potentially overrun the planet if one escapes... There was only one Beyonce, baby. There was only one Queen Bee. So that's why at the we don't know that we don't know that there was only one queen. Okay, we were showed one queen, okay. but we don't know that there was only one, and we don't. We also don't know if potential because there's a lot of species on Earth where if the queen dies in order for the colony to survive, one of the males will internally morph into a female and become the new queen. Oh, oh shit. shit! Like that mystique style. Oh yeah. <laughs> bringing it back full circle <laughs> but there's there's several species that are able to internally uh transgender themselves mm. if you will into females Sexy. in order to propagate the species that's cool there you go there's a sequel you just answered it uh like i said i don't know what what, what would it would be about like it, it somewhat to me at least to me it, it feels like it wrapped it up in this one movie you know like uh, he comes back and catches the fucking aliens before they get thought out, I guess. Whatever. So when he ends it, it, it kind of tells you, like, oh, yeah, he saved it. Now, you know, unless something gets altered and, and after that happens or the shit doesn't die. I don't know, man. It just, it, I don't know. You don't take the issue with the idea that they change the future, but yet the even though they changed the future they they still had everything leading up to the point that they let they change the future if i change the future how do those people come back in time to tell me to change the future you don't take issues with that at all or does does your mind check out on that do you not care well i i, I figured because I, I figured that it would it would get altered the whole timeline that if you know taken from mcu the, the day uh fucking it switched up or another another branch happens because she was uh, you know the daughter was like oh yeah no matter what this is what's gonna happen you know but then he ended up they ended up finding the uh the 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 whatever the thing was the potion and he was supposed to mass produce it and it's like they didn't believe him or some shit i don't know what happened there and then he goes to the fucking north pole and takes them all out and they all like thaw out beforehand like i don't know how they were frozen but they were like it looks like they were just sleep they were in cryo basically but then what was the whole thing of them saying that they were frozen well the ship itself was frozen and oh, oh the ship the, the, the ship it, and they were in they were in like cryostasis it was also a commentary on global warming i mean that that was uh, huge Oh, that, yeah, basically, that's what it was. And then, it, what was it? The year with the, whatever year we were in, uh, and then to the point where, like, the year that the daughter dies, well, the last, the last human died. Even says one degree is the difference between ice and water. Totally, uh, you know, a, a complete commentary on an inconvenient truth. And, 
and the government because the most realistic part of this movie is at the very end after all the threats are gone when the bureaucrat goes yeah i single-handedly put together a task force once i learned about the uh alien incursion and i sent a small elite team of operatives in yeah without with no permission and no oversight and i told them to get it done and i do it again <laughs> even if it costs me my career biggest, shut up that's the absolute definition of the government they will fucking tell you no 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 i can't risk it and then when you do this shit anyway and it works they're like yeah it was all my idea uh, yeah Jay. as soon as they brought this information to me i acted decisively how are the aliens in this movie how are they designed do they look cool i totally wanted to have this fucking conversation because the last episode the last episode of the weekly show all you motherfuckers keep talking about Oh, Invincible should have been a cartoon because there's no fucking budget to make things look realistic. We look at this movie. I don't have a damn problem with these aliens. I don't have a damn problem with the environment. You really fucking think that Invincible would have got the same fucking budget as a Chris Pratt fucking vehicle? Mm -hmm. And second of all, the convo that we were having wasn't about that. The convo we were having is how- How would it uh... work? No. What would you prefer? Think, Richard, think! Motherfucker, look. What would you prefer, an animation or a film? A, a cinematic Nigga. event? What would you prefer? Nigga. Oh my God, I'm so tired of this conversation, Rich. <laughs> Nigga, you are not putting fucking Battle Beast in fucking live action and having him beat up Steven Yoon. Yeah. No. Steven Yoon is not the fucking praised actor that chris pratt is they're not gonna spend fucking 40 million dollars why in their pocket i'm saying what you would prefer i would always prefer a movie i would always prefer a movie over a cartoon if you give me unlimited budget if you get somebody if you have a a a, a, a director a producer behind a storytelling element that's going to give unlimited fucking budget changes the conversation but that's not a fucking possibility because there's no such thing as an unlimited fucking budget my question I posed, which you weren't here for, was what would you prefer, animation being realized for Invincible or a movie, a cinematic event for Invincible? What would you prefer? Not how much you think they would spend on Specifically for Invincible? Hmm. I would still prefer the animation because- Goddamn liar. You all are fucking goddamn liars. Every one of you. Had Shut the fuck up, because we had a live action Invincible and you shit on it all the time. It's called Man of Steel. You shit on, oh, Superman's destroying all these buildings and fuck all these people and he killed Zod. Superman, let the his dad told him, let the kids die. Fucking, that is exactly the goddamn story of Invincible. I had never had those fucking complaints. My only complaint was that this motherfucker's dad just wanted to die. He's like, don't help me, son. Because he's you. He's you with little fucking little man. <laughs> Just let me die. You found out that little man had powers right now. You'd be like, oh, I know how I'm going to die now. Sweet. Look, uh, it, it isn't the same as Invincible. Invincible is way stronger. There's no Superman story that equates to the Invincible saga. There just isn't. Invincible is, is a well-told story. And if I had pick of the litter, it would be a film-based series of Invincible. And I think all of you motherfuckers would sign up for that before I animation. Not. I would absolutely. Is <laughs> you're a goddamn liar. No, you're a goddamn it's not because I'm a liar. It's because I 
lately I have been much preferring series like uh, w- far more than watching a movie because with a movie you only get two hours to two and a half hours maybe not even two hours you get an hour and a half Adam and I also have more experience with men with comic books being translated into live action and ending up as shit because Adam and I both read manga and every fucking manga that has been adapted into live action yeah we're talking death note we're talking full metal alchemist i saw the show with the tentacles going to vaginas that stuff yes no No, actually no all of these properties are shit that you would really fucking enjoy you would fucking rich you would love death note if you could get past the fucking fact that it's animation oh my death note are you kidding me fucking death note is made for rich but he won't give it a chance yeah but fucking Dragon Ball Z. Like, we've got all these Japanese comic books. Light on fires. Light on face screaming motherfuckers. <laughs> that have been adapted into live action that have been fucking terrible. The worst movie ever made. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a close tie between Avatar and Oof. Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> it's a terrible close fucking race. I didn't see the latter, but I saw the former. I remember what a disappointment because I was such a fan of the last Airbender series that, and I was a huge fan of M. Night Shyamalan. That movie made me want to ethnically cleanse a lot of fucking people. That (laughs) movie was so fucking bad. That movie was so bad that I was like, yo, we're signing up for the Fire Nation because I am ready. (laughs) That's why this motherfucker has fire clouds Mm -hmm. on his pants all the time. You see? <laughs> that movie was so bad. So when I tell you Dragon Ball Evolution is it's neck and neck with that shit so for worst movie ever bad. made, that should tell you how fucking bad it is. So oh, that's what's uh, Steve more... from Shameless. He's yeah. in yes. that, huh? yeah. And so is Fiona. Fiona's Bulma. Oh no, I, I, yes. I'm gonna check that out now, son. You just it's convinced me. Terrible. But uh, so, so anyway, incredibly. Anyway, bad. I have more. Ex- we we have more experience with comics being adapted to live action and it 90% of the time doesn't work out and I have no reason to think that trying to adapt I mean we could even look at Kirkman's other shit The Walking Dead first couple seasons adapted into live action were great but if those were movies they wouldn't have turned out that well no they would have stayed great if they were films no because you got so you got too many characters in those films to to make you feel for in the show to make you feel for all those characters who matters every single person matters because every single person gives rick a different fucking lesson that he has to take into the partial partial matters okay so you do you take the first movie into the farm after the farm the prison matters who matters there it's only really the loss of his crew glenn michonne fucking carol daryl okay but those those you're not talking about comic book characters at this point Carol, Carol's dead, and she's never the one we re- see realized in the TV screen. And Daryl's made up for TV. I didn't read the Walking Dead comic, so I, I... yeah, but but somebody that is an ad, a, a, a huge uh, mark for the Walking Dead. I love the series to a point, but it's kind of like that uh, that saying in the Dark Knight: "You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain." And that's exactly what happened to Robert Kirkman. He became a goddamn villain because he stopped caring. He stopped fucking caring. It's it's not Kirk. It's not Kirkman's fault. It's it's fucking 
what's his name? Scott Gimple, the fucking showrunner that put the the Walking Dead down the drain. If they would have kept the gems, they would have cherry picked the story, put it to cinema, three movies, give us the farm, give us the prison, and then give us the aftermath. Um, Then we would all be remembering the Walking Dead so fondly. Now, when we think about the Walking Dead, the first thing that comes to mind isn't the greatness that it once was. It is how disappointed it became. That's a goddamn shame. Okay, so this is like with something that is serialized, such as a comic book. Yes, it makes sense. It, 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 unless it's a story that can be wrapped up in two and a half hours, it should be a series. I don't know, man. If I have somebody bring me their comic series that says, "Hey, this is going to go to 160 issues," and I, I have three different acts that you can choose from, I, you don't have to tell the entire. Because I can read the book, I can read the, all of the individual issues. But here's the gem of this story. Make three movies for me. Everybody's looking for universes. Let's, let's, Everybody's here, here's looking. A good, here's a good example. Hellboy. Hellboy hasn't had a good movie. The first Hellboy movie with, with Ron Perlman, it's okay. But it's not good. You're tripping, bro. Both of those no, are good. No, they're not good. Is Hellboy where they fu- that lady fucks the fish? Yes. No. Yes, that's, that's confirmed. <laughs> that's <laughs> that movie actually won movie of the year that uh shape of water yeah shape of water uh, uh, is that the same universe no. <laughs> yes it is the same universe it is? yeah yes Yo, uh del toro even said so yeah wow yeah baby fucking fishes over Incredible. there uh but it's because they try to mash all of these stories or a long story that takes a lot of time with character development and just put it into two hours and it it doesn't work because you can't take months and months and months and months of characterization and put it into two hours it's not possible because over the span of the mcu we've had three captain america movies plus the four avengers movies and Steve Rogers was pretty well fleshed out. And that's fucking a lot of time with one character. And even then, it, it felt like we were just like, not just starting to get, but we, we only kind of knew. Speaking of uh, taking a lot of time, let's move on from this topic and go over <laughs> To Loki. So, uh, wait, well, wait, before we go there, I have something that worth watching, you son of a bitch. Oh, I was gonna give you Loki. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? God damn it. I, I don't know if it's something you guys have talked about on the show before. I know Rich mentioned it, um, in our chat or even on our Facebook group, but is it Jacob's? Uh, what was the fucking, what was what you're supposed to watch? Dead Presidents? What, what was the no, one? No, the fuck, either Jason's Lyric or Love Jones. I I didn't I didn't no I can't do my urban throwback son. How did you not see Jason's lyric? That Jada Pinkett's naked. Oh, them sharp ass titties. No, I I remember that. I just I never seen um Love Jones. I've never seen Love Jones, son. You really hate black people. <laughs> you ain't never seen Love Jones. Bet you ain't never seen mm. Soul Food either. Yo, uh, Superman and Lois. Have you guys? Has anybody here watched that? No. The CW shit, nah. 
Uh, I thought you were talking about Dean Kane or whatever. Yeah, not Dean Kane. God damn it, Dario. The new what's uh the one with the dude butt ton? Yeah, that guy, badass Superman. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> you got a shelf, that, baby. You know, that's a tie for America's ass right there, son. That's a local boy, too. Yo, let, let Superman and Cap America go for America's ass. You know what I'm saying? I'll put my face in. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just these two, these two niggas twerking and Rich's head is in the center Jesus getting hit Christ. by the key. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they the gay ones, all right? That's gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's gay on them, son. <laughs> Put you your ass them. in another man's face. That's gay. As long as Rich doesn't smile, it ain't gay, son. Yes. But if he's smiling. He's smiling, but he got both nostrils wide See, open. You got to think about it. Their, their sack <laughs> is flying between their taint and their, and their anus, and this yes. is even richer than a chin, son. That's their bad. That's their that's, bad. That's on them. That's on that's them. That's on fucking them. <laughs> got to keep them. Got to keep the sack in check. Oh. Yes. Anyway, Superman and Lois, uh, Andre, you've seen it. Dario, uh, fucking, what's the kid? Adam, have you guys watched that? I don't have any interest. Saw two of them with the, the because it, it really, it, it jumps right away into the twins. Into yes. The, into the sons, in which yes. I wasn't ready for, but I ain't mad at it. I'm, I'm all good with it. Haven't kept up with it, though, Adrian. Um, I, I think it's really fucking good. And Dario, this is something I think you'd like. Adam, fuck with it i think you might you might enjoy this too um this shit it's way better than i ever thought it would be it's just i think it was uh felipe who uh who mentioned that it's like season one flash you know level i even think it's better than that son but i hope it doesn't fall prey to the rest of like the rest of those cw shows you know what i'm saying because it's well guess what it's gonna get cw fired <sighs> that's what i'm worried about this shit is so fucking good this is a um a story I don't even remember reading the comics. A different story we never seen. I mean, Superman's always had a son, but to have twins, um, and find out one of them might might not have powers and how that dynamic works. It's it's, it's really not the one you good, expect dude. to have. The and the whole either. exactly that's what fucked me up too. I was like, oh shit, and I and I had a theory about the the guy he was fighting, the one that knew anything about him till we found out who that was, which is the. A uh, version of Lex Luthor, who's uh, the good guy, where Superman and the crime syndicate, where they're bad, and you know all that shit. He survived that Earth, and he's on this this Earth or whatever the Earth is, because this has to be a parallel universe. It ain't the regular uh, DC universe. This has to be a whole different fucking shit, Wasn't, son. I swear, I I think there was like some shit. He's I never had twins know. in any. DC. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like. Is this part of like the the actual like CW? It is, but the CW already has parallel universes because remember, Supergirl right. is not from the same universe as Arrow and Flash. That's right. And Black so, Lightning. And, yes. Yeah, Black Lightning's in a different universe, and so this Superman is from a different. He's from Supergirl's universe. That's where that's where we're introduced right, to this right, Superman. Right, 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 right. Because they established Crisis. That's right, dude. Yeah. Um, and this. This Superman, uh, fuck, dude. I, I love Man of Stone, get me wrong, but he's turned out to be one of the better Superman. Yeah, I actually like big movie Superman. He's, he, I don't miss Henry Cavill as Superman because of this Superman. Because, they, holy shit, so for, for me to say something like that, too, because I fucking, uh, Man of Steel is one of my favorite DC movies. Uh, it, it really, fuck, I, I, like I said, I didn't see this show fucking coming. 
and I people kept mentioning it. Philippe had been one. I think Richard mentioned it. I, Andre, I think I remember you saying something yeah, about it. They too. put it on. They put the first five episodes on HBO Max, and that that those five episodes really caught me. And I fucking hit next, and the shit was like catch the rest on the CW app, and I was like, nah. Well, the CW app. I don't know if you knew this. It's free. So I, I, I will not have anything CW on my fucking phone or computer on TV or TV. Do it just to finish the rest of this season. I think nah, it, I'll it wait till they put it on HBO Max. Or they put it on HBO Max. It's it's really yeah, I feel like fucking good. Yeah, it's not getting the credit and the uh, attention it deserves because it's really because of all the CW good. shows that came. I think that's it. why, dude. Exactly. I think that's why. But if you put exactly. all that aside and you're a fan of, of like good storytelling, some Really surprising shit with Superman and his twins. So um, what they're the only doing, thing I don't like is Lois. I I can't. They got some. Oh, I don't want to say that. That's me. But I just how, how is Superman gonna have a fatter ass than Lois Lane? You're comparing her <laughs> to fucking uh, Dean Kane Superman Lois. And we yeah, all, we she was she was hot, her. dude. But uh, but they fucking what they they're doing to the show, which just tanking it so hard is every time there's some news about Superman and Lois. It's quickly followed almost simultaneously by Batwoman news. And so everybody sees the Batwoman news and they're like, not interested. And so the fucking Superman and Lois news gets fucking tanked, which they expected it to work the other way around where people are so excited about Superman and Lois that they just haphazardly come in contact with the Batwoman news. But the Batwoman is so fucking bad that it just overshadows the Superman and Lois. And things. people associate them, son, because it's yeah. the same, you know, universe, same whatever, or, or same characters or whatever. But no, I, I this right here is something that's definitely worth your watch. Rich, you've only seen two episodes. Finish the fucking season, son. With this the greater good, you... somebody needs to kill the showrunner of all those CW shows, because it's one guy. They need to it's just... that uh, Greg Berlanti yeah, guy. Yeah, they need to off him, and somebody else needs to take the reins because all those shows started off good even supergirl started off decent except okay all of them started off good except that one what's her what uh, melissa hedridge or something like that what's what's that um, she's so fucking cute dude she's oh, so god she was cute. she was naked she was naked in something and yeah she was oh there's like she was video of her yeah we looked into that she got boot she got white girl booty that dre loves son mm. she don't got superman booty though i tell no. you that almost it's <laughs> almost there Nah, it's not even close. Here's a question for y'all. If y'all were superheroes, would you tell your family? Mm. Well, the rule is you're not supposed to because then you automatically put them in danger. Yeah, but, but what if what if similar to this, you you not telling them also puts them in greater danger. Yes. Oh, I'll answer a question right now. Yeah, I definitely would tell my family because I just want their love and respect and there's no other way I'm going to achieve it. Okay, so what if what if similar <laughs> to the video game situation, you were a superhero that had like a comic book and a video game and your kid was like, oh, fucking super rich is fucking terrible, man. He's fucking whack. Yeah. <laughs> would you then be like, I'm gonna fucking laser your fucking brain through your skull. Yeah, I, I correct him, but like, yeah, motherfucker, he may be whack, but the world's still spinning, ain't it, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Yo, the, that, that whole space, like I'm still whack. I'm still whack. <laughs> no, because it it's crazy, Dre, how the family sees Superman compared to how the world, like the world, like we need this motherfucker, and these motherfuckers, are like, yo, we need our fucking dad. We want our dad more than we want fucking Superman. 
but you take Superman out, you you don't have like look at everything that's going on in the world. I'm, and 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 there, there's times dude when they're in the middle of their family bonding, and they're they're getting they're starting to fucking okay we're we're going to Smallville this and that this is where we're gonna be a family, and then Superman fucking hears something going down in fucking China, and he stops and they all look at him like what the fuck and he, then next second he's gone. And they, they're, it's like bittersweet. What's stupid yeah. about that is because we firmly established Superman's power set. The nigga can get from fucking Smallville to China in the time that it takes the family to blink. Why the fuck can't he solve the problem in the time it takes them to blink and then get back home? <laughs> they should never miss out on time with their dad because he's so fucking fast and so fucking powerful that he should be able to basically instantly solve nah, every fucking you're problem. You're missing it. You're missing it, Dre. Even if you were to do that, you still left when your family is bonded. That moment is now taken if I away, If you go to the bathroom and I leave and I'm back before you come back, you don't know that I left. I ain't saving lives in the bathroom. I'm dropping lives off, son. That's a whole different fucking story. Yo, that means you do shit what? now, Siemens. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> He's pushing it out. Is that He's gay? Pushing it out. Is that gay? Oh, shit. He's it pushing gay? it out from the previous night's activities. Oh no! <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Who got this shit pushed in? Uh, shit pushed in. <laughs> there was like blood on my knife or shit on my oh. dick, and you know where I went with it. Uh, I'm just saying, hey Dario, give this shit a try. I think you would love this, son. Yeah, my shit pushed in. Hundred <laughs> percent, you would love it, son. You'd be like, this whole time, this is what Adrian and Rich have been enjoying, and they left me in the dark. And you got to think about it. Andre went through seven years of getting this shit pushed in his baby, son. It's all about carrying semen and dropping them off. Adrian, Adrian taking crystallized shits and shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, gross, oh, it's like uh, white oh. chocolate covered and shit. Anyways, I recommend this show for anyone that's listening. If you're not watching, give it. A, I think it's one the best the uh, CW shows they ever pushed out. Speaking of pushing shit out, and um, it's really fucking enjoyable. It took me by surprise. I had no idea. It was Just this like good. when you got your shit pushed in. Exactly. <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise. I had no idea it was that good. I had no idea it was that good. Took away a lot of other pain. You know? <laughs> but it's really fucking good. I recommend it. So I, I wanted to sneak that in before we get into like snucking your hands. <laughs> Exactly, so. I'm leaving it all out there just for you guys to just pick it up. Adrian be the nigga that definitely fuck his variant. <laughs> so, son, I'm fucking the shit out of my dairy, my variant. So. He almost yeah. said my Dario. Do you hear that? Almost. He almost oh, said it. <laughs> That's the thing though. He ain't my Dario. I gotta get permission to get up in that, son. Uh, well, speaking of fucking your variant, Loki episode four. Uh, myself, Dario, and Adam have performed a What's Worth Watching that you can go ahead and take a look and you can take a listen to earlier this week. But the audience for sure wants to know what Adrian and Andre think. Episode four was fucking amazing, especially after that lackluster episode three. Uh, I still don't think uh, Loki and Sylvie have any chemistry that isn't extremely forced but there was a glimmer of 
well, not, I can't even call it chemistry because she wasn't on screen. There was a glimmer of hope when Loki was concerned about whether she was alive or dead. Mm. Like I get it from Tom Hiddleston. Maybe it's because he's just that good of an actor. Maybe it's because I, I have familiarity with him over these this last decade. But when they're on screen together, I just don't feel it, it feels so forced that the chemistry between them it's just it's not there and they're working hard to make us feel like it's there but it's just not there. really um but yeah this episode fucking tugged at your heartstrings until we uh spoiler alert until the end where we see loki appear in a dimension of loki's perhaps because when uh when mobius got sick sticked i fucking lost it i was like no yeah. Yeah. oh we were all there with that son. maybe he's in a fucking dimension where all the other fucking with Mobius, lightning mcqueen with lightning with lightning mcqueen <laughs> and the nigga from night at the museum and wedding crashes are all there it gives me hope did you guys notice the avengers towers in the background yeah mm-hmm. it's a destroyed new york well that there's that theory going around you know we are with theories that that's the that's the timeline where Loki actually won with the aliens where they beat the Avengers. Now these Loki's got to stop that Loki, which is President Loki. Is that what you think it is? Remember we got that promo picture of a President Loki and we haven't seen that character at all? No, but you brought up the Avengers Tower specifically and that the aesthetic of that Avengers Tower isn't First Avengers Tower. Oh, is it not? Uh, it looks like age of ultron avengers tower everything's purposeful yeah that means something son think about what would ultron have done if he won he would have des he was getting rid of all of us he was decimating the world so that's more in line does that explain the the android fucking time keepers well i mean specifically with loki's visit to uh this decimated earth the Loki Avengers one wasn't trying to decimate the world. He was trying to enslave it. So it wouldn't be destroyed. Oh, but like Dre was saying this too, it had so far has been my favorite episode of Loki, probably my favorite episode of all the Marvel series um, that we've seen so yeah. far. When, when they took that to his chest and you see his face and it shit starts, you know, disappearing like the vision that caught me completely off guard, but so did uh when Mobius got pruned. That I did not see that fucking coming. That was son. harsh. And was and harsh. what he says before that, like you know where I can be if I can be anywhere, riding that fucking jet ski because I know that's what I was doing. And I that right there, oh, like I I fucking ugly cried to that one, son. Like that shit got me. I love how aware he is because as soon as he walks in that room, he it knows. all makes sense after that, son. Yeah, he knows I'm caught. He knows, you know, and he ain't, he got no fear in him. It always makes me wonder how old the TVA actually is. How old are the residents in the TVA? Because they exist out of time. It don't mean nothing. Or how how does is does time actually like move in that? Yeah. Or is it like a limbo? Yeah. Where you know what I mean? Like the quantum. So so I had a question, right? I I forget. I I thought of it after we did the show and think. They have, uh, I guess, what do you want to call these? Different dimensions or something? Multiverses. Okay, so there's a different multiverse, right? Yeah. So so every multiverse has a Loki, right? Yes, because he's a Nexus character. It's just a different version of that Loki. It's not 
Hiddleston per se. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. No, no, that's my my thought was I I was thinking like I just answered my own question. Never mind. He's a Nexus being. The whole reason they bring up Nexus beings um, with Wandavision, she's a Nexus being. That means that she is existent up, upon every possible timeline. And and the same is with true with Loki. There's but the same. Well, yeah, that was my question. Was like, all right, like so. Let's say, uh, uh, for instance, uh, uh, Peter Parker, right? In in one multiverse, he wouldn't be Spider Man. He would be uh, a garbage man or something. I thought that's how that worked. Or one multiverse, he just doesn't exist. Period. Exactly. Yeah. Like I thought that's how it would be, but I didn't think that no matter what, he's gonna be. Uh, 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 some type of Spider-Man, like how Loki is a Loki, but it's just one of them is female, another one's obviously a black guy, and then a, a kid, and then the alligator, a crocodile, whatever the hell it was. Peter Parker would be a Nexus being if Peter Parker, regardless if he was Spider-Man or not, if Peter Parker existed, but he's not a Nexus being. So there are going to be timelines where Peter Parker's parents never met. He never was born. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean he has powers. Scarlet Witch and Loki are are examples in the MCU of Nexus beings right now because they are present in every multiverse, every timeline. They exist. That's in itself special. Because not not a lot of people are like that in the MCU. I well, you know, when we see the Lokis, when we see uh the um other variants, you know, um the only one that's missed from that bunch that we've met so far is Sylvie. But of course, she's on the bigger, better things, you know, getting to the bottom of who's really running the fucking TVA, um, which I'm it's still fucking with me. I can't put a fucking finger on it now. I'm all, but that's what makes this show fucking good. That's what made this episode so much better. It's like, holy shit, you really are left in the dark. Uh, but to see OG ass Loki and kid Loki, um, which, if people don't remember, he's also uh, another member of uh, the Young Avengers that we're being introduced to. So that's they're they're building that team, son. Because why would they show? He's gonna be part of Marvel. I have no doubts now. So uh, and then boastful Loki, who I don't know too much about. Uh, I know it's different from what they actually showed in the comics. I, I like him being um, African American, uh, but that's I, that shit right there. Seeing that really fucking got me. And even Alligator Loki, wherever the fuck he was, Crocodile Loki, you know, uh, being a distant cousin of fucking. Uh, Frog Thor or whatever. What's his name again? God damn it, I had his name somewhere. Right Borg there. or some shit like that. Some shit yeah, like that, right? Stupid, yeah, because yeah. they're from the same universe, right? Um, seeing that really fucking got my geek bone going, son. And then the destruction behind them, like, what the fuck? He isn't dead. They don't die. They go to another fucking, you know, end of the world event or whatever the fuck you, 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 we want to call that. It really fucking got my wheels spinning, son. So I, I'm, I just can't wait for the next episode to drop. You, you mentioned that Kid Loki is in Young Avengers. He is in the Young Avengers after, um, uh, fuck, what do they call the Iron Man version? Uh, Iron Lad. Iron Lad. He comes in after Iron Lad. Yeah. Yeah, which is. Once we, which we get, they make him go back to his future. Then we get Kid Loki. Yeah. Which is Kang as a child. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, there's ties to Loki and Kang forever, Kang. you know? Yeah. So, so that, that's really, stuck. that's, so do you really think we're going to get Kang in this series then? I, I, I kind of think we're going to do it. It's going to happen, son. I think like uh, Adam had said in the one, one of the uh, earlier episodes of what's worth, what's worth watching when we've been reviewing the Loki series, I think it's going to be more of a cameo style like Thanos, how we always got 
just a stinger of, Can of Thanos before we actually got Thanos. I think that's the way you handle it. I don't think we're going to get my man, um, what's his name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Mayors, Majors actually in Kang's suit. You don't reveal the big bad in a Disney Plus streaming service like that. Maybe you just get, um, I don't know, what, what, what's her name? Raven Slayer? Renslayer. Renslayer. I mean, maybe we get her talking, you know, Sith style to uh, Kang, you know, in the blue hologram. You know, something like that. I don't think we get the entirety of Kang. That, that's a big, big threat that's going to cause all the Avengers, the new Avengers, to assemble. So you don't, you don't, you don't burn out right here on the, on the streaming show. That's just where I'm at. But it, he has to be behind it, man. It has to be. This whole Wizard of Ozing and shit. Um, Loki still has a lot to play in his own series. It's not Sylvie's baton to carry on anymore. It, it, she's she's going to investigate some shit. She's going to be on the TVA side, but Loki's going to be on the inner circle. He's going to be with all of his variants, and together they're going to crumble this sacred timeline. Maybe mm. Maybe one, if not three of them, are the birth of uh, the TVA, you know, it, being that, you know, time doesn't really pay, uh, pay off as we expected to in, in, in this version of the MCU. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully they, they do the same thing they did with the female Loki reveal and they don't hold Kang until the very fucking end. Hopefully with, now that Sylvie because in the last episode, Sylvie's like, you're going to tell me everything now. Hopefully she fucking just tells her everything now. And we don't have to fucking sit and wait endlessly for the revelations that we all know it has to be. Yeah, I think we're going to get the real facts in the, that room. With, or not that room, but in the TVA with uh, Sylvie and... and Ren, fuck, what's her name? Ren Slayer? Yeah. Is that right? I want to know why she's like so hardcore about, you know, with everything right now. Like... Uh lying to this dude mobius and she's so caught up because kang is like a god to her and he's not just her lover it, it's god to her but why her though because if, she, if everybody else thought that it was the, the those the three wise men and we all found out to be that they all fucking robotic and fake how, why why is she special that she knows who was like really behind this you know what i mean like who is she because she's kang's lover but I, I, I'm not convinced that she didn't know that the three Bill and Ted dudes were not real. She didn't react any type of way when the fucking robotic head came off. She was knocked out, son. Was she? Yeah. The one time that we see her interact with the, the three wise men, when that happens, she's afraid. Like, she is like, fuck, I got to go and, and, and turn in my reports. Yeah, she was by herself. So she wasn't putting on a show for anybody. Yeah. There's the whole payoff of Mobius. She treats Mobius special. Why does she treat Mobius special? That, that's a huge question for me. MCU loves to rewrite and remix with all of the Marvel Universe. And I keep going back. I mean, two years ago, we, you know, we, I, I know I said it before and I said it three times again. With that whole idea that Owen Wilson is Kang from Mikey Sutton back in the day, uh, maybe there is something to say about that. May maybe we have some variation of Mobius that is fed up with the TVA and look at what it look at how much his dedication has actually paid off. They're willing to throw me away. 
if I step out of line. Could it be that this isn't her first Mobius? Because we see that they take people from timelines to create uh, TVA agents. This might not be her first Mobius. Why is she so drawn to him? What if she's Kang and he's the lover? Oh, oh. And she's a, a variant Kang. Does that mean Kang? Does that make Kang gay? I mean, Kang gender gender fluid as well. Can I can I bang Kang and it not be gay? <laughs> no, no, no. That sounds like she... something you serve at your family's Thai restaurant. <laughs> bang Kang, spicy <laughs> spicy level two. Bang Kang. She's Kang and Mobius is the lover, like just like her man, and that's why she's probably like she probably remembers everything. And she has him, but he don't remember nothing. So she's that's why she's always asking him these quite like personal shit. Like they have these obviously they have convos of like, you know, what would you do if he wasn't here type of thing. That was her tr still like testing the waters, dipping her toe. Does he remember his past life? But I love this theory, man. I want to subscribe to this Dario theory. Also, of she could have been afraid of the three wise men because she knows that those are Kang's observation. Like he's sitting on the other side. Like those, those are the those are the Wizard of Oz mirrors, and Kang is sitting in, at his throne, interacting with her. So she's not getting yelled at by the robots. She's getting yelled at by Kang when she goes in to speak to them. So maybe that's why she was afraid. The only reason I think I'm saying this is because we just got Loki as a female variant, right? And we we got Kang. We 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 got confirmation of who he is in the MCU with this dude. That's the only like you know that's I'm like oh maybe what if she's the, a variant Kang you know female version the theory fits as long as I've been watching Loki right which is only what five episodes now right uh, th this is the biggest question that I have out of the series is it gay to bang your own variant we haven't got that answer mm. from Dario Adrian or Andre so let's go right to Dario first because Dario got that Superman fat ass. Is it gay <laughs> to bang your own variant? There's a whole thread on the ROU podcast and bullshit page, I believe started by Lucky, where he puts all of the ROU members oh, in their yeah. female form. <laughs> and uh, some of y'all niggas looking nice. <laughs> My favorite part about that uh, thread that Lucky started is that he he already put one of those reface apps of Dario and Dario had the reface pick from three years ago. And he said, nah, baby, this one. <laughs> it's a better angle. <laughs> it's a better angle. <laughs> so is it, where are we at, Dario? You banging your variant? I mean, if I'm banging my own variant, it, wouldn't that just be considered jerking off? Well, I mean, if it's a dude, you jerking them off, that's kind of gay. But, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about female variants. Are you tasting your own dick when you're jerking off? Well, who says oh. anything about tasting dick? Well, what? Because if you, fuck, if you fucking your variant, you tasting body fluids. So she tastes different, son. <laughs> I think it tastes the same. Then that's gross. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dominican bologna. <laughs> Oh, oh, I don't think it's <laughs> Tastes like pineapple and fried right. banana. A platano. <laughs> That's what they call it. Tastes like platano, baby. Yeah, so you baking out your, your male variant. I got you. 
I, I'm not afraid to say I'd bang my own bear. Yeah. Male or female? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter, son. I think it would. I think it would just be jerking off. Like you, you jerking off. You jerking yourself off. Ah, come on, But they have their own thought in no, their own mind. No, you gotta think about it though. She's gonna know what you like, son. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because it's what she uh, likes. I think you just won Rich over considering that. Oh, yeah, son. <laughs> like Rich, yeah. Rich is very. Rich is very. She'd be like, hold on, let me go get one of your neckties. You know, start choking you and shit. Put that gun deep in my mouth, in my throat. There you go. Hey, and and the best part is, the best part is, you're both gonna have daddy issues. Oh. So we ain't oh. getting no one to oh. stop. I got you. There's a lot of anal going on in that fucking daddy sex. Daddy wasn't there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Andre? I mean, we we seen you as a female. You you just look like Andre with a wig on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it depends too. She looked prettier with purple fucking eyes and blue eyes. <laughs> it ain't gay if you're gay. Matter of fact, we going to get all the variants. We gonna have a fucking grand old time. It's gonna be an orgy. Jesus Christ! Imagine a million Andre screaming Andre. Oh. <laughs> in, in utter ecstasy yo this okay so this is the question which one of our variants will let the rlu crew gangbanger andres we run that trainer andres right 100 we run that trainer andres variant nick. <laughs> who it's absolutely nick oh yeah, yeah. he well he'll yeah. do it fuck a variant he'll just do it no because she ain't got no titties she ain't got no ass son dre thick so you think Andrea as as, will be thicker? As much as regular Nick works out, you think female variant Nick didn't get her titties and her ass done? But she'll have like muscle ass, son. You don't want to. That's like dude, but speak for yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she going to Doctor Miami? She getting a Brazilian butt lift? She getting all that shit? That's a pretty motherfucker. Oh. All right. So everybody's fucking their variant. I got you. And with that, you can find me on Instagram at urban underscore Spidey and on YouTube, urban Spidey. And same, you can't find me. Don't look for me. Jesus. I love how we do a podcast, right? Searching for an audience, but you can't keep in touch with any of the fucking hosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on IG. Andreo, Mr. Big, underscore Mr. Biggie. We have been raw, live, and unedited. Thank you for listening.
is it gay if Adam met Mystique and had her turn into a dude where he can bone Adam in the ass? Yeah. Is that gay, honey? Yes. Andre wants to know if it's gay if he has Mystique and it turns into a, a, a white dude he had a crush on back in elementary school. <laughs> is that gay? Shit, yes. It's only gay if you come. Okay, so if if anybody were to have Mystique turn into a guy and you have sex with them, that's gay. If you're a guy and you want her to change to a guy, then yeah. Rosie said that's gay, son. Do you know in Chris Claremont's original script, Mystique was supposed to be Nightcrawler's father? She was gonna transform into a guy, and the night of his conception, she would have been a man. So technically, she'd be his dad. Wait, hold on. Let's talk about this because you just brought up some nerd shit right here. So Chris Claremont originally envisioned intended for Mystique to be to have been uh, masquerading as a man on the night that Nightcrawler was conceived. So she was going to be his father. Technically, is Mystique fluid, gender fluid, or is she an actual female? She would have to be, since like no one really knows what she is, but. When she transforms, she takes on the entire cellular structure, excluding the power set. That makes of sense. She transforms Fun. to, so she's just she like copies everything: DNA, retina, fingerprints, even reproductive organs. To Natalia, cock and balls. Cock and balls. God damn! You think if she's replicating the cock and balls, she she adds a little bit extra, a little bit extra oomph. Might as well, right? Sprinkles a few more inches in there. Well, she's not Mr. Fantastic. She can't make it bigger. Exactly. So she, so Chris Claremont envisioned her to be a female turning into a male, because we know that her his father is um, that, that Beelzebub motherfucker. What's his name? Mephisto? Uh, it's the demon-looking dude. Red Mephisto. Azrael. So he, it would have been some other dude, two dudes banging each other, and then there would have been real semens coming out of Mystique's fake cock, is what you're saying. Yeah. Ew. And the only reason he didn't do it is because Marvel came down on him and was like, yeah, no, not, we're, we're progressive, but not that progressive. Marvel got no balls to show balls. DC did it. They show bad dick. Remember that? Heroes don't do that, Richard. They don't eat pussy. <laughs> that sounds offensive coming from you. <laughs> that does. <laughs> coming out my mouth, that's offensive. Yeah. yeah you got it. <laughs> How many fucking neck beards oh, no. just fucking went crazy? Like, see, I don't have to do it because heroes don't do that. <laughs> 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 Damn, you okay, Richard? That nigga sound like a fucking villain from Ad uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle or some shit. <laughs> that shit went in my nose. Because <laughs> he, uh. he, he added he added the ew at the end. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. <laughs> Mr. Peabody. Ass. <laughs> Mr. Peabody. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Andre got some voices in him. He lets him out once in a while, you know? <laughs> Dang, no, he got in him, so. Uh, I hear you. 
got his tranny voice. I'm able to copy the voice of any dick that I've ever had in my mouth. Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so hundreds of fucking different voices at this point, right? This motherfucker's a regular Mel Blank. That nigga's the United Nations. Of- well, as long as it didn't come in your mouth, you're, it doesn't make you gay. So we, 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 we established that last episode. <laughs> It's like a semen serum. How do you think I absorb the powers? I need a pure DNA sample in order to copy <laughs> semen serum. <laughs> oh, God. That's a foot long for real. 